Hello, everyone. We are so excited to have Colombian born, and she's based there as well, designer Mercedes Salazar on the Style That Binds Us podcast. Her collection includes exquisite jewelry, handbags, hats, home goods, and more. And Mercedes has been featured in Harper's Bazaar, Forbes, Refinery29, The Zoe Report, among many others. Thank you, Mercedes, for being here. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here with all of you. So let's talk about how you came to the idea to start your eponymous brand. Did you always want to start a company? Not really. I started to, to make jewelry when I was a little, little kid at school. I loved to do friendship bracelets and to make uh, different necklaces with beads. And then uh, when I finished the school in Bogota, I went to a Swiss school. I went to Mexico to study jewelry. And I did like a beautiful journey uh, where the like artisanal uh, jeweler taught me how to, how to make jewelry with different techniques. And that, um, that was like uh, for about uh, three years and a half. And then I came back to Bogota where I started like a very, very little um, atelier to do like my own uh, jewelry just for me. And it was like a beautiful process of uh, designing, creating all the pieces by myself and um, like really understanding the different process about transforming the metals. And then I like got like really, really in love of different uh, materials like glass, uh, leather, fabrics. From the real, real beginning, I was also very, very in love of the different artisanal techniques from Colombia. And um, in that time, every time I was wearing a necklace or a bracelet, like a lot of people were asking me, who did this? This is beautiful. And then I understood that starting a company was um, something that I could do. And uh, Mercedes Salazar Joyería is not something that began from a business plan or something that I like really was como, planning to have. And um, the story is really beautiful because it was something that, that como que passed and, and got life como with, uh, with time. It was a, a process of understanding that um, people wanted to have my jewelry and then I, I hired some uh, artisans to help me to develop the pieces that I, that I was designing. And then uh, we went to a fair in Bogota to a show, to a big show, artisanal show. And um, that show was a, like a real success. And there we got the money to start the company. And um, we started that company with a little atelier in a, in a beautiful part of uh, Bogota. And, um, and that was like, like the start of the brand. And uh, now the brand has more than 20 years. And in pues, all those years, now the company has 50 people who work directly, directly for us in our atelier in Bogota. And uh, we hire more than 200 artisans around Colombia who are part of the chain of production of the pieces that we design. Wow, that is amazing. So many people now and your your pieces are so you know exquisite. They're truly works of art. They're such statement 
pieces. You just feel fabulous when you wear them. But how did you know how to start the business from a business point of view? Did you know how to run a business, a brand? Actually, it was my husband in the time uh-huh. when I uh, came back from Mexico. I got married and I had kids like really, really soon. And uh, my husband, who was more in the business uh, side of life, understood that there was like a possibility to build a company together. And he took part of all the, the business point of view. And I, um, I was in charge of designing and creating and buying the materials. And uh, I started to travel a lot around Colombia to also to understand the different techniques that I wanted to put in our work. And Diego took care of that part of this uh, beautiful dream that at the end we built together. That's lovely. We obviously love a family business since we're mother and daughter. So we love collaborating and bringing any family members into the business. Mm -hmm. So Mercedes, walk us through your process of designing the collection. What inspires you? How far in advance do you begin designing? Things like that. Every time I have to design a new collection, I think that that inspiration comes from who I am and the person that I am evolving into, in what I want to show to the different uh, people and stores and the the buyers that buy our, our collection and the message I want to send through the pieces we make. And uh, for example, the last collection uh, we did, the name is Here Comes the Sun. And it's a collection that was um, designed just uh, when the pandemic was over. And it's a collection trying to, to send a message to the people that every morning you have a possibility to, to reborn and to make your dreams come true. And no matter what happens with the world we live in, we have the responsibility to make our own world a beautiful one and that will be reflected in the whole world that inhabits us. The collection that, are, that I am building right now, that I am designing right, right now, it's going to have a name, the dark side of the moon. And it's just about the contrary because I also think that every human being has a little bit of a dark side inside And it's just a matter to be honest with ourselves and to look to that part to directly to the eye and to understand that nothing happens to have that part inside of us. My work is just the mirror of who I am and the message that I want to pass. I am also very inspired about Colombia about the fauna, the flora, the artisanal techniques. And I am a lover of uh, the indigenous people, the artisans, the ancestors that are always teaching us so many beautiful things about life, about the earth, about the responsibility that we have to have um, of the planet where we live. And um, like, yes, all those uh, teachings, I think that are so important. And I try come on, to put all, all these beautiful things in the pieces that we make. You definitely do that. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Birds and everything. I think that, you know, it's wonderful to hear 
that there's all this meaning behind your pieces because like telling the story of Columbia, you know, I think there are many jewelers that do great, great things, but they, they find stones and they're like, okay, I'm just going to create something around these stones that I like, but you look at it kind of like, you know, the way an artist paints a picture. I love that. And I was wondering, like, how do you find the artisans? I have been uh, traveling around Colombia for many, many years uh, mm. and trying a little bit como to maintain those artisanal techniques alive. I mm -hmm. think that it's a very important responsibility from designers como to maintain those techniques alive, trying to, to, to make uh, all these artisans part of their chain of production. And it's been like a lot of years that I have been traveling to La Guajira, where they weave uh, those amazing mochilas, uh, mm -hmm. to El Amazonas, uh, to El Putumayo, where they weave um, uh, our beautiful uh, dream catchers. Mm -hmm. And um, now we have uh, more than 200 artists working for us. And um, every time I am trying come to understand not only who, what kind of community needs more attention in terms of the need of uh, trying to make their way of life a little better. For example, now we have a very big community called the Embera people. They are indigenous people and they uh, have been moving to the city, to Bogota, for the last uh, 15 years, trying to, to find in Bogota a better way of life. Oh. And um, their condition is like very, very sad. And yes. uh, just noticing that, I try to design some of the pieces using their techniques to give them work and, um, and to pay them well. So um, it's come different uh, things that move me to find those people. Sometimes I just uh, get in love with a technique and I design a whole collection with those techniques. But sometimes I also notice that they really need to work. And so I put also my effort to give them um, the possibility to work with us. Uh, but Colombia is an amazing country full of artisanal techniques, like really, really, really beautiful. That is amazing, Mercedes. I mean, I think rather than, you know, you find out some people that are needing, you know, needing a helping hand and rather than just, you know, possibly helping them through just giving them money or you know help through the government you're actually giving them a way to provide for themselves indefinitely and keep the artisans techniques alive through the generations exactly the way of uh, maintaining those artisanal techniques alive is through giving them good work and that's the way where the ancestors and the people who know the technique teaches the technique to other people because when they receive big orders and they need to produce those orders, they need more hands. So the, they, they teach the techniques to other people. And, and I think that's a beautiful way to maintain the techniques alive. And I also try very much to maintain those um, words in a mm -hmm. lifetime. So I, I don't hire those people come up for a short term, but I try okay. to maintain those labor relationships with them for long terms. It's amazing. I mean, you're literally helping your country that you love so much. That's just fabulous. 
<laughs> I'm trying to do my best. <laughs> you are doing an amazing job. When does the Dark Side of the Moon collection come out? I think uh, that collection is going to be the next uh, fall winter collection. Maybe we are launching that in February. Yes. Ah, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Tell us about how your products are made. Some of the pieces that we, that we design are handmade in our atelier in Bogota by the jewelers that work with us. That's um, like all the pieces that are uh, bronze made and then uh, gold plated. And then um, like all the raffia pieces are handmade in a little town called Usiakuri. And uh, we use a beautiful technique of weaving a, a palm tree called the um, Palma de Iraca. And uh, that's a very traditional technique uh, that they used, they, they used to use that te technique to do baskets and little pieces for home. And then I developed a different way of weaving the palm tree for doing jewelry. We started with jewelry with them, and now we have a beautiful home collection also made by them. And it depends on the collections that we develop. And now we have uh, also a beautiful collection of seed beads, mini seed beads weaved also by hand, and that's made by the Embera people. It's a indigenous uh, community in Colombia. They live in El Chocó and Risaralda. And then um, we have also other technique made in raffia. It's a different way of weaving the raffia. The, the ones from Usiakuri use a metallic structure and then they, they cover that structure with, uh, with palm and then they weave through the covering. And then the other ones who live in the mountain, they can weave from the beginning with the palm. They don't need a structure and they also can do 3D forms. So it depends on the collections, but um, I think we have like half and half. Some of the pieces are made in our atelier and the other ones are made by different communities of artisans. Oh my goodness. It makes the pieces just so mm -hmm. special that they're made all over the country. That mm -hmm. really brings a whole new meaning to wearing them. So Mercedes, you have such a sharp price point. What was important to you when determining the pricing? I always wanted many people to be able to have our pieces. And that's like a, an important part of our, of, of our brand. We want the pieces to be, we, to be well paid for the artisans, but to have a final good price. Because I think that our our jewelry and our pieces are fun and are easy to you to be used. So I don't want. I, I I have a story. My mother had her her wedding ring and the, the ring that my grandfather gave her when she was 18 years old, and it was like a very big emerald. And when I was like a, a I don't know maybe 18 years old or about 20s. Um, she lost those two rings and it was such a bad thing for her and uh, she was so sad and uh, I think we were talking about those pieces like for around two months and she was crying and and <laughs> I all, and in that time I understood that I didn't want that kind of jewelry with me uh, mm -hmm. because I didn't want to lose uh, a very special uh, 
jewelry piece that the cost was too high. And, mm -hmm. But I, I understood that there are other ways to be very happy with the pieces you are wearing with a lot of meaning and understanding that those pieces are handmade by very beautiful people and, um, with, and that you are maintaining different artisanal techniques alive through um, being able to buy those kind of, kind of pieces. And that's, I think that that, uh, that story marked my life. And I understood that the brand that I wanted to build had to have good prices. That's wonderful because they're very, very special because they're made by these artisans. But if you did lose them, you could afford to replace them. Exactly. Yes. Um, so let's talk about uh, having physical stores. Any learnings or best practices you'd like to share about that? We had um, five uh, stores. We had all of them in Colombia. And then uh, with the pandemic, we closed three of them. And now we have one in Bogota and one in Cartagena. And uh, I think that having stores for the brand is a beautiful experience because you can show all the connections in the stores. And we have a beautiful relationship also with the people who sell the product in the stores. And um, yes, I think that, that the store is a little bit of a like a window of the brand where you can have the experience and understand a little bit more of the world that surrounds the designer and the company and all the people that, that work with us. But now in this uh, present moment, I feel very happy with those two stories. And I don't think that I am going to open another one very soon. Seems to me that two would be plenty, but it's wonderful for people to be able to go and and see them in person, like you said. So Mercedes, how is your brand sustainable? I think because we really try very hard to maintain a lot of different artisanal techniques from Colombia alive. And uh, every time we are also more conscious in the materials that we use, we are trying hard to find uh, a brass that is sustainable, uh, we take care of the gold that, that we use for the gold uh, plating. And then um, all the palm tree that we use all is a palm tree that, is, uh, that grows in part of Colombia. That also, it's like malet. In Spanish, we say maleza. It's like um, palm tree that grows like very easily in many different parts of Colombia. It's not trees that you cut and, and affects the system. At least we have that in our minds and, uh, and we are trying to also, we are using a lot of plastic that we reuse uh, for all the bags that we are making in the last collections. Uh, it's recycled plastic, it comes from PET and then uh, they make these uh, beautiful um, like threads, black plastic threads and we weave with, uh, with those materials. And uh, yes, we are trying to, to use every time more recycled materials and having in mind that it's um, important for designers to be part of a conscious uh, humanity to use better the materials. And uh, yes, I think that's, that's what we try to do. That's wonderful. Yeah, it is for sure. And your brand is sustainable because the pieces are so exquisite. You will have them for a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And also keeping these people working is 
helping them sustain their livelihood, their families. It's it's all a very organic situation, it sounds like to me. Tell us about expanding into multiple categories. I had to expand uh, to multiple categories like uh, four years ago, just because I had a nice group of artisans working with a palm tree that were weaving a beautiful jewelry collection. And then um, when that uh, jewelry collection wasn't as big as I wanted for them to keep working, I understood that I had to design more products for the community to be able to keep the work with the brand. And I started to design the home collection with them. I expanded also to hats because I, uh, I have been in, uh, in love with hats like forever. My father used to have a hat always. And uh, I started that um, new collection called Le Butler this year. And bags came like very naturally just because I could use the same techniques I used for making jewelry. It was very easy for the artisans and for me to design the bags collection. And I think we started to do that like three years ago. And uh, yes, now we have the jewelry, the bags, the hats and the home collection. And we develop everything in the atelier in Bogota and with the same community of artisans that we work with the jewelry collections. Tell us about your thoughts on the power of jewelry. I've always think that jewelry connect people with something, um, with their spirit. I think that when you wear a piece, you connect with what you believe. Like, uh, for example, all the religious people, every time they use a symbol, it shows the other people what they believe in. But also when you can think about, for example, the stones, when you are conscious of the energy that a stone brings to you, it also makes part of, of uh, what you believe and uh, what you want uh, the, the stone to bring to you. And I have been in love with symbols and with antique um, creations and treasures forever. And uh, also, I think that the metales, like the different metals, bring specific energy to your body and to your mind and to your thoughts. And uh, so I think that uh, jewelry is much more than a piece that you use like to be beautiful and to think that, that you are beautiful. That's fair enough come on, to use a piece that, that makes you feel special every time you see yourself in the mirror. But... I think that this uh, little treasure uh, have like a whole world of meanings inside. That is absolutely lovely. <laughs> Mercedes, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to our podcast. Do you have any advice that you could share with them? Yes, I think the advice is to believe in what they do to love what they do and to understand that the best way to begin a project is to try to put your soul inside of what you do, is to believe in who you are and to understand that all the pieces that you will develop or the project that, do, that you will make will show to other people who you really are. And to make that a reality, you have to be, to perseverar. 
which is a beautiful word in Spanish, which is persevere, I think. So you have to wake up every morning and work for your dreams to come true. It's not easy, but you can do it. Mm. <laughs> what is next for you and the brand? I want to make bigger pieces. I am starting to, to make big, a, a bigger format. Um, I want to make uh, lamps and sculptures. I uh, started with uh, all the with a um, beautiful collection, uh, which is under the sea because I love um, diving. And I think that it's a very important uh, thing that we all, that humanity starts to, to think in our oceans as like our very special material como to, to really keep our lives um, going on. So um, I want como that uh, big format como to, to be a reality. And uh, now I, I just want to keep Mercedes Salazar jewelry going on and all the people that works for the company and the artisans that also work for the company in other little towns to be happy, to, um, to make, help to make their lives a little better. And that's it. Como life uh, goes on and we are part of that. And now I come to find a little more of balance every day. That's it. Simple and uh, important. Definitely doing that for sure. So Mercedes, where can people find your jewelry and shop and all the categories? They can buy um, the home collection in Moda Operandi um, and uh, all the jewelry in our website, which is mercedesalazar.com. And uh, we have uh, a lot of stores around the world where they can also go uh, to come to find our pieces and our work. And they will find all those retailers in our website. That's mainly where we sell all our pieces. That's wonderful. Mom, do you have any closing thoughts? No. Do we have an Instagram account? Do we talk about that? Yeah. At Mercedes Salazar. Exactly. It's at uh, arroba Mercedes Salazar. Just wonderful. Well, Mercedes, we thank you so very much for joining us today. We're huge fans and we're excited about letting people hear your amazing story. Thank you very much for having me. And you are very, very invited to come to Colombia one day uh, so we can show you the atelier and maybe we can come together to Siakuri where we have like more than 70 artisans working for the brand. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. So anytime you want to come, I will be very happy to host you and have you here. <gasps> Love that. Oh, we've got to plan that 2022. We're going to make That's it right. time to come. Exacto. Let's make it happen. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Finds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.